if you if you were to fall down and you go to urgent care or you go to a doctor and, and he's cleaning up your, your gash, you know, you fell down skateboarding or whatever it is, going through surgery, and he screams at his nurse like, Sarah, go get me some paper towels at you know, CVS or something like that. I was like, that, that just can't be right. They don't do that. <laughs> right. You know? They don't hit you with the quicker picker upper. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, they do not. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have Mike DeVries with us. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so man. You said it right. That was pretty good. You yeah. didn't say it wrong. Yeah. DeVries. What's up, Cam? Rough start to my morning. Yeah, you were morning. late. Yeah. Traffic okay. this morning. <laughs> no, but like for real this time. Yeah. So every other time was a lie? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the moment. <laughs> Traffic was rough today. I hit a couple school zones. Hit a couple kids it's in summer. the school zone. <laughs> it's summer. It's the same route every morning. Yeah. Don't take that route. Like just this morning, you hit school zones. No, I've been staying at my girls recently on su- Sunday nights because it's quicker to get here. I guess it makes a little more sense. Yeah, so I was staying at my house. Do you have a, a commute to your shop? Yeah, it's about thirty minutes. Oh, hey, that's, that's a decent commute. Yeah. Is it? Is it just because of? Uh, the traffic or the distance? It's the distance. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because it is kind of hard to get around. Are you in L.A.? Uh, the shops, technically it's L.A., LA uh, San Fernando Valley. Gotcha. Northridge. Uh, I was born and raised there, but then uh, I live in Ventura County now. So I don't, I don't have to deal with L.A. traffic, though. I kind of go like this little back way. Like around it, kind of? Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole area is so much better than, like, the south part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know at first I was like, oh, this drive sucks, but I don't mind it nowadays. And I'm not one that likes to drive. Right. Like, I'm just, like, bored yeah. or whatever. But I feel like it's kind of like my, you know, kind of a little bit of a zen time or unwind by the time I get home, you know? Like, yeah. I don't so much mind the drive home. It's the drive to work. Yeah. And I had a little bit more of a commute. It was definitely that as well. Like, yeah. even just a pause. Like, okay, you don't have to, like, think of anything right now. Or you can, you know, yeah. um, get a little things processed, figured out. Or I would, like, make phone calls. Yeah, yeah, I do work, actually. <laughs> yeah. Shit, sometimes I even play words with friends. It's probably not good. <laughs> yeah, I be saying that. But emails, phone calls, you know, it's, it's my, I guess it's a little bit of my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mobile, out, you know, <laughs> mobile. Yeah. Dude, I, I, that I hate years. driving. I hate traffic. It all sucks. That's because you get in accidents all the yeah. time. <laughs> Florida just sucks for driving. Period. It, it is a little yeah. different. Yeah. Do you have experience driving over in LA? A little bit. I yeah. don't. Yeah, you're kind of familiar with that area. Yeah, a little bit. I was like more in my permit stage when I was over there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a little bit more. The highways there are more nerve wracking. Here they're more dangerous. They're just so big over there that they can be like overwhelming. And then the sheer amount of people sucks too. Huh. Like I'm a fan of like the carpooling thing. Like I'm a big fan of that, which yeah. we don't have down here. Well, when we were over there, Billy was driving us around in that Tesla that was driving itself. Mm-hmm. And I was That'd like, cool. this kind of makes sense around here yeah like take it out of the human's well, hands we're having like a meeting in the yeah. car and, like, no one was paying attention to the road and i couldn't get out of the car the guys yeah. are walking into benihana's i'm sitting in the back like this like let me free yeah i'm like not an electric car guy but like when we were doing that i was like this kind of makes sense not yeah. enough for me to like get one but i'm like oh this is but enjoy the ride yeah this is not bad yeah yeah I know Cam's like a Kia Soul guy, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, Tesla maybe. <laughs> Soul, baby. Uh, Bro, it's so weird how many people have your car in this area. Yo, it's in that global. In that, it's and, global, and bro. And decrepit, bro. It's global. Would only the ugly green ones survive, <laughs> yeah. bro? What is, like the cockroaches of the soul. Yeah. All the hamster people. Are you looking to get a new car, though? Yeah. Yeah. When's that happening? Pretty soon. I'm actually yeah? saving up. Yeah, I was talking to your client, uh, Alex, about selling my collection. Oh, Chesh. 
Yeah. yeah, your Pokemon collection. Yeah, you All offered right. me a couple grand. It's time, huh? Yeah, you offered me a couple grand, so the car is coming yeah. soon. What? Yeah. Damn. Trading, trading the childhood for the ride, dude. Yeah. Being they don't adult. fucking do anything for me. They just collect dust. All right. <laughs> when, I, when, when I told him, his eyes lit up. I was like, oh, this guy likes Pokemon. Okay. Bro, you got to do your research and make sure he's paying you. You know? might regret that. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I regret No, nah, I have no first gen stuff. Yeah. Childhood stuff. Wait, you said no first gen? Yeah, I have no first gen. Oh, never mind, I'm out. It's all like early 2000s. I was already an adult. Yeah, I have two, actually, now that you bring it up. Yeah. You got to think about your future, can I'm thinking about it. I'm selling my cars. What was something you sold that you're like, fuck? <laughs> I had a lot of comic books uh, when I was a kid. and then uh, I'll never get rid of mine. I sold them. I ended up buying them back. Okay. Yeah. Like on eBay. I found, you know what? I missed that one. I yeah, that yeah. One. Like, fuck it. You know, I, I bought them back. Um but when I collected baseball cards uh, when I was young with my dad, you know, this is a young teenager, you know, kid. And uh, we, we collected together. And then at one point, I don't know, maybe I was 16, 17. Maybe I needed a car. I'm not sure. But uh, he ended up buying me out of the collection. Okay. So it was, <laughs> yeah. By your own pops? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it was, man. you know, it was just one of those. But, uh, <laughs> but years later, I, I think, man, I think it was like just a couple years back, I ended up buying him. Uh, buying them back from him, and even though I don't really look at them, even though I just like knowing that they're there, dude. You know, I, I have it. I have a comic book collection I'll never get rid of. That's like yeah. the one thing I won't sell. But that's the thing. Like I look at like those versus Pokemon cards. Like I can open up that comic book and get a few hours of yeah, you know, something to do. But like the Pokemon card, I look at it and I'm like. Cool. I put it in bro, a box and never look at it. Open the comic book. Bro. Never. I don't want to crease them. <laughs> they're <laughs> all they're all mint. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think I even read one of them. No, nah, I don't. I just appreciated the art. Yeah, you know? like I like the art on the front cover. Yeah. That's what usually what I do. Yeah, yeah. Just out here on the pod, fucking lying. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I read everyone. the back. I have like a couple. <laughs> First, you're telling them you can fucking read. <laughs> then you're telling if them I get a- for if, hours, if bro. I get them loose, I'll open them up and look at them. But if they're sealed, I just won't open them. Should bring them. We should do a live grading, a live a live reading, <laughs> grading <laughs> and reading. Yeah. Dude, we should do a segment. It's just five minutes of Cam trying to read anything. <laughs> He's like, boom, wow, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like holds up pictures. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the camera like jump. pans over. We're all sitting in it in style. <laughs> yeah. What do you collect? Shoes. You don't really collect those anymore. I I try not to. Yeah. You know, so that we can have a new tattoo shop. Yeah. <laughs> they they take up a lot of space. I was yeah. just saying. Like, that's that, what um, I like about, like, the comic books and Pokemon cards. Like, you put them in a box and you hide them. And yeah. you can have a hundred of them in one box. But you have a hundred sneakers and it's a whole room. I know. That is the thing. I collected sneakers, too. I had about a hundred. At the height, I had about a hundred pairs. Take up a lot of space. Well, I started moving. That's what. That's mm, when you realize uh, it's yeah. like, oh, oh my god, yeah. From one house to another house, it's like a truckload. You just like, yeah, yeah. It's like one They're whole cool car though. trip just I, the sneakers. I'm just in in selling mode right now. So like, that's why I brought everything in. We're getting rid of it. Yeah, giving them Joe. Hopefully and stuff. one day I can go back to buying mode. <laughs> it could be worse though. Like our boy. Uh, Andrew collects cars. Yeah. That takes up a lot of fucking yeah. room, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a driveway for that. Yeah, and it's like, you can see it stressing him out all the time. And he, I saw him the other night. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, not good. <laughs> and I was like, I could tell. I see you got a new fucking Porsche in the driveway. <laughs> not good. Yeah, and then he sends him away to get work done. And then he comes back. And then he doesn't like how the exhaust sounds. And <laughs> you know, whatever. It's a nightmare. Oof. No thanks. All right. Anyway, back on topic. How how was your uh, few days here so far? It was good. Um, yeah, did a couple cool tattoos. Yeah. Did you see any of them? I saw uh, Saturdays. I didn't get to see yesterday's. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you a picture. It yeah. was cool. It was small. Yeah, you were telling me you did one of your smaller ones yesterday. Yeah. It was like a little shoe, right? Yeah, a little classic uh, Chuck check- checkered uh, Vans. Ooh. Fuck yeah. That was cool. I like that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. What's funny is like a lot of those like little micro tattoos that I do, uh, people are like, man, 
Mike, that's awesome. You figured out how to just like bang out little ones. I'm like, dude, there's nothing banging about. No, them things still <laughs> take forever. Take me all day. Yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, I did. I figured out if I take all day to yeah. do it, it, yeah. it works. But it's nice to be able to know that you're gonna finish this today, and it's just a clean little. And you can yeah. take your time on stuff like that, which yeah. is the cool part. You know what takes a long time on those is the prep. Yeah, like the stenciling Hours. and stuff. Yeah, but I've learned like no matter what I'm doing, if I spend more time on the prep. It you know that that sets the standard for the day, so it's like you don't rush that you don't rush you know finding the image or photographing the image, or the way I'm gonna make the stencil or the the placement you know there's a lot of time in that like a lot yeah it could be you know it's usually probably on average I'd say like two hours before I even start tattooing mm-hmm. like once you, you know. get in the shop and start working yeah that's when the two hours starts just yeah. Just like figuring it out, or where are we gonna put it, the size. Yeah. But but I like to, to photograph. If I get an opportunity to photograph it, yeah, like make you your know, own light source and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, because you're in control of everything, and and that's kind of how I do those three D. So you'll do that for like a lot of like the candy wrappers and stuff like that. Like you'll get your own oh, image yeah. of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like so, and that's another part of it. So if somebody walks in the shop and they're like, <clears throat> I want a, I don't know, like a strawberry. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to the grocery store. Let's let's go to the market, <laughs> you know. That's the first thing. Let's go pick out our strawberry. Yeah. And, then, uh, you know, well, let's put a toothpick through it. You know, just kind of just getting ideas and then uh, going back and then taking the, you know, taking a variety of different pictures. And, but, but that's the big trick with those, actually, is uh, taking it in the dark, almost kind of like, you know, how people take finished pictures of their tattoo mm-hmm. yeah. with the light little lens I do it just like that um, so I'm in control of the light and the shadow so depending on where it's on the body so let's say it's like right here I want that light hitting this way the shadow is going to be over here right or if it's right here you know I want the light here kind of wherever the person would naturally be standing wherever the light kind of would be hmm. would put where that shadow is being in control of all of that I think being in control is like an important aspect of 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 the whole thing you know the more in control that you are uh the better you know rather than just being okay well i guess that's the best one on google right right. that but there's some issues with it you Mm -hmm. know or i I guess i could change the light source and redraw it or this or that but i find it's best just to yeah start off with like this solid picture yeah but being in control of it is the key Right, and you're creating something original, right? Yeah, yeah. I have fun with it too. You know, I don't really draw too much any anymore. You know, uh, yeah, with realism stuff, you don't really technically need to. But uh, I, it's all about being creative. You know, yeah. I like being creative, and and I think that's that's what could set people apart is just the creativity behind anything. Really, well, let's. Have this Hot Wheel, you know, popping a wheelie in, and I'll literally use tape. Like right. I'll get scotch tape. I've even, I've even super glued a pencil and stab, stabbed this guy. I did a little like number two <coughs> pencil, yeah, on a guy's foot. It was actually a really hard one. It was just like this little yellow number two pencil broken off on this guy's foot, and I literally like super glued it on his foot to stand up a little bit. You know what I mean? And that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun, though. It sounds like a it, little it science fun. experiment every day. Yeah, you know? it, it is actually a lot of fun. That's, yeah. That's a cool I just picture process. like a new artist coming to your shop, and they see you over in the corner trying to glue shit to your yeah. clients. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on? He's <laughs> yeah. got like beakers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it sounds, it sounds really cool. Though. Yeah. But I, I think you're 100% right, and it's like you have to try new things. You know, you have to try to do something different. You have to be creative. Yeah, um, thinking outside the box for sure. You know, that's, all, that's something that I've always tried to do ever since I started was thinking outside the box, yeah. you know. The more you do that, I think that could start to separate you from other people because let's, let's say somebody wants a rose. I mean, how many great roses are on, the, on Google? I mean, there's, there are some Too really many. good ones, but then there's all, they've also been done a thousand times. Yeah. So it's like, well, you're just going to do the same thing. Yeah, like, no, let's let's go buy some roses, you know. Yeah. And I've literally done that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like going to Seven Eleven. 
Yeah. Seven Eleven's a great place for reference. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Somebody's like, Mike, what do you want to do? We, you could do anything you want. I'm like, okay, let's go to 7-Eleven. Grab a candy bar. bar yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something from 7-Eleven. Like anything from 7-Eleven is going to be cool. Yeah, you're like, all right, uh, that homeless guy on the <laughs> 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 The guy who just asked me for $20. Yeah. <laughs> the cashier hasn't even looked at me. <laughs> we should uh, take a field trip to the one down the street. Yeah, there's one down here. We'll go. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. Or I say, like, if you could hold it in your hand, that's something that I want to tattoo. That's cool. You could even just, uh, I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe when I started, like maybe 10 years ago, nine years ago, I heard like artists were doing that. Like I heard artists were photographing their references. And I remember thinking at the time that was so beyond like anything I was doing. I was trying to like do clean lines on like the Sailor Jerry flash. And I'm hearing people are, like, out in the wild taking photographs <laughs> yeah. and yeah. doing these hyper-realism pieces. I'm like, I'm never going to catch up to these guys, you know? It's just a different mindset. Yeah. No, but I think it, I think it's awesome. And, like, I, I won't, I've done, did that once. I was doing, like, a, this guy wanted his upright base. So he actually brought it to the shop, and we took photographs of it. Um, but yeah, that has to be the way to go. Obviously it takes a lot more time, you know, than like yeah. finding something on, on Google or what whatever. I mean, that, pr that prep. Yeah. You know, but it, you create something original. Yeah. yeah. And it all, even all the way goes to a portrait. Like just recently I had somebody send me some pictures of his wife, you know, he wants on his arm and I'm just, I look at the picture. I'm like, oh, we gotta do better than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, so I give them a little bit of guidance to for, for them. And I, and I tell them, like, have fun with it. You know, have yeah. fun, do different angles, this and that. Tell them kind of, like, where to stand, maybe next to a window or, you know, to, to try and get some, like, uh, contrast, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, you know, make it. Um, like some dark and some light. Yeah. Like playing with the shadows. Yeah, like dynamic. Yeah, dynamic, yeah. You know? um, then sometimes I say, you know what? Just, just come in. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I've taken lots of pictures of like their kids or or, or the wife or you know um, when they come in, and it just makes for a better tattoo. It's it, you know you're gonna get like a higher resolution, just better. It's just better. It's just gonna make for a better tattoo. So you just gotta you gotta just do that type of stuff. You know, go the distance for that. You know. So let me. Take it back to the beginning before the mind-blowing 3D tattoos and, and photography. Where did it start? It started in, in California for you, born and raised? Like all the way back to when I was a baby? Well, it's just <laughs> in general. So, like, you did you grow up there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was born and raised in San Fernando Valley. And then when did you start tattooing, or when did it even appeal to you? So when I was uh, – actually, uh, my best friend at the time uh, – he got a little. He got a little moon on his arm uh, from a. It was like a you know it was kind of a little bit of a ghetto shop. Yeah, yeah. In the guy's garage, and he tattooed miners. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we all need those the places. The family yeah, shop, the normal. Yeah. <laughs> dude, he he showed me this tattoo, and I was like, dude, that is so cool. Yeah. I was like, next day I went and got one, got one. What did you get? So he got a moon with like this little evil face in it. So right. I ended up getting a sun on my back with, like, an evil Makes face yeah. in it, you know. And uh, I think the guy drew it. Some of, A lot of the first tattoos that I got, though, I picked off the wall. But, you know, he didn't really know better. Yeah. But, uh, but oh, man, right when I first got my first tattoo, I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. This is, this is the coolest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Changes just, your life. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I think I just turned 16 at the time, uh, but, uh, you know, but I started getting a lot of tattoos. I mean, in high school, I, I had tattoos, like, all over me, actually. Uh, but then when I, I graduated high school and I went to work with my dad in construction, I was in construction for, like, five years. It was cool. Like, I like, I actually, I actually miss it. Sometimes I even think, man, I, <laughs> I, just, I almost kind of want to go back. You know, because it was chill. You get off of work. Yeah. You know, you work from here to here. You get off at, like, three thirty, four o'clock. And you're done. Yeah. Like There's no prep work done. for the next With day. Tattoo, you're never done. No. Right? It's just you're it's a 24-7 job. Yeah. But but I, I ran into an opportunity. I was on a on lunch break in construction. I was at lunch 
And I, I saw this guy that used to tattoo at a shop that I was getting, you know, tattooed at years prior. And uh, he's like, I'd love to tattoo you. And I was like, cool, yeah, let's let's do it. So he had a little private gig uh, in his garage. And so I went there. And actually, my cousin drew a tattoo for my arm. My cousin, uh, Matt, he's a really good artist because he's drawing. He's a really good artist. And... Uh, so he offered my cousin an apprenticeship. He's like, do you want to learn how to tattoo? You're really good. And my cousin's like, uh, no. Nah. And I was like, <laughs> right here. Yeah. Right. I'll do hey, it. Me. Yeah, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, can you draw? I was like, yeah. So he told me to go home and draw a bunch of stuff. So I came back a few days later, showed him stuff. And he's like, all right, let's get started. You had already been drawing? Like artwork was somewhat present in your life? Yeah. Yeah, I used to draw a lot with some friends. Uh, yeah, we just draw a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved art. I mean, I've always loved art. But I never really knew that I was going to be a tattoo artist until that moment when he was like, all right, let's right. see what you got. Mm -hmm. So I brought some drawings back to him, and, and he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's get started. You passed so, the test. Yeah, I passed yeah. the test, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were like that great or anything, you know. But, but that had to feel good. And he's like, all right, yeah, let's run it. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So, so actually my childhood friend that we used to draw a lot, he actually taught me a lot, and um, he learned with me at the same time. So Learned tattooing? Yeah. Oh, cool. So a buddy of mine, we both did it. Um, not, it wasn't exactly like um, traditional apprenticeship, but uh, I did a bunch of work on his house. I think, uh, you know, because I had a little construction background, so I – I think I hung drywall on a ceiling. I did can lights. I did crown molding on the ceiling. Right. I think I did something in his backyard, maybe his patio. I don't remember exactly. Then I also paid him a little bit of money. And it was it was just a short apprenticeship, I guess you call it. It was maybe I went for like maybe a month and a half, a few few times a week. And he just, you know, taught me how to make needles, autoclave, clean this, you know. Just kind of the basic stuff at the time, and it was useful though. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, he was a good tattooer at the time. He was tattooing for like ten years, but he okay. he was good. Nice. Like, yeah, he was more of like a color bomb kind of more neo trad, I guess, type of artist. But he dabbled in some portraits. Cool. Um, like he did. He's the one that did this portrait on my hand. Yeah. Um. So he. You know, you could do some portraits, but uh, and this was uh, twenty years ago. This right? was this was January twenty or uh, two thousand three. Okay, yeah. So yeah, twenty years ago. So, yeah, if you're doing stuff like that, you're a pretty decent artist. Yeah, yeah. So he was good, but I remember one thing that that helped me a lot right out the gate was maybe not so much anymore. People do this, but um, books and getting reference. You know, because now looking at it, like, I feel like, well, unless you're, like, like drawing, like, an artist that draws, but if you're, like, a, you know, I always say this, like, whoever has the best flash wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, better books, better reference, you know, the better reference, you know. Uh, and then, but, but now it's, like, okay, well, now I'm creating my own reference by photography. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's set me apart a little bit or but now you see these guys doing these like 3d renderings on whatever that program is yeah um what's it called i forgot but i know what like you're 3D talking modeling about. type mm -hmm. stuff yeah, like yeah. jacob <clears throat> you know that guy jacob is that works with arlo they literally and just and have arlo like the too. full sleeve 360 render yeah and they stuff. completely do that stuff in um uh, in programs so it's like now they're creating their their own flash like just just remarkable stuff you know so it's like you know, especially if you're realism or, or that type of stuff. And then it just catapults you. You know, if you know how to tattoo good, then you're, you're doing it on this, like, incredible, you know, something that they made on a computer or even if you draw that, that that's, I, I think in terms of, like, realism a lot, you know. I just loved it, you know. So, but I just remember that I paid attention, you know. And that's, that's a good way to learn is just, is just getting just tattooed, watching, mm -hmm. getting tattooed and just watching. I wasn't obnoxious, like, asking questions, but... You can uh, pick up on tendencies just by yeah, watching just and like, stuff. Yeah. You learn a lot that way. So, mm -hmm. so basically, my apprenticeship was just watching the guy a lot. And 
then here and there I might call him or, or show him, <clears throat> and then he tells me a couple little things. But, but yeah. It's funny because we, um, we had one of the guest artists tattooing here and, uh, you know, really amazing artist. And I, forget who, I think it was Adrian. Um, I was like, yo, go watch him tattoo. Like, you'll learn a lot. Maybe I think I hope it was Adrian, and uh, maybe at like after a couple of days, I'm like, you've been watching him. He's like, yeah, dude. He just does the same things. All you guys, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's different. He's like, I guess I just suck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, watch, bro. Yeah. Everybody was going around like, to ask watch him. questions. I don't think he knows what he's watching for. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I was, saw him, he was tattooing. Yeah, I was just dying. I was like, yeah, but like... He's like, yeah, he wiped just like, like you. He went to dip his ink just like <laughs> you. He put his cartridge in the machine the yeah. same way. Right. But you have to ask questions, I feel like. You know, yeah. you have to ask questions. when, Even when an apprentice is standing by me for like more than five minutes... In I'm silence. Like, ask me a question. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you even looking at, bro? <laughs> I'm, like, done, I'm doing the same zigzag motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Logan's gotten, you've gotten good with it. Like, oh, why do you do that like that? Why are you shading here before here? You know what? And getting, like, specific. I don't even care if they're dumb questions. Yeah. yeah. I just want people to get used to asking, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because the, the, what the question leads to is, like, what are you thinking it's not so yeah. much what are you doing, it's what are you thinking. Why are you doing that? Yeah. 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 And especially if with uh, realism, too. And that's the other thing is, like, if somebody comes and watches and they watch, you know, for a couple minutes and then they walk away, dude, like, that minute later after they walked away, I'm doing something. I was like, dude, that guy's fucking missing out. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the good part. You just <laughs> watched me do the boring part. Yeah. Even if you're bored as shit, for the majority of the time, there's there's a few spots in there where it's like, you yeah. know, those are some of the key key things in there. I don't even. Um, I've always tattooed black and gray different than color, right? Uh, so a, a lot of like techniques that I've I've seen with like wall to wall color don't always like apply to like my application, but it's still interesting. And sometimes there can be like some crossover. Uh, and like even when I was watching you tattoo, was it a baboon? Yeah. Baboon face. I thought it was cool how you were like blocking out pretty much all the shapes of the images with the um, with your like darker tones, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Even though maybe that's not exactly how I would do like a black and gray piece, it was still like cool to watch to see like a, a difference. Where like a lot of the color guys here, they just kind of start and then go bottom to top. And that's just it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, everything was kind of mapped out with these darker tones. And, and like, still to this day, like, th- that's interesting to me. I'm like, oh, this is, this is cool. This is another way to do this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of way, different ways to do things. And, yeah, my, my, my technique or my approach has completely changed over the years. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, there's so many different ways to accomplish it. But that, you know, that Xerox method... You just go this way and you're completing it all the way up. You know, I think there's some limitations to that or where my way you could change things. Like let's say you get halfway up and you're like, oh, I think a orange light source would be cool, like hitting this side. Well, this the bottom's not completely done where I could still do that. I could still, you know. Right. You know, so it kind of leaves things open a little bit. Plus, plus one big thing that changed, you know, you, you see these people um, using, like, computerized stencils now. Yeah. Dude, that's, that was a game changer for me. Yeah. Dude, I haven't hand stenciled something in so long um, that because it blocks it all out for you. Right. It's like... And it's you, perfect, right? It's perfect. Like, you, you can't get it any better. If I were to hand stencil that, well, first of all, there's probably no way unless I spend days on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but that... That kind of dictates where my darks go. So, like, that's that's kind of my approach is, like, I just put the darks where the purple is. up, And my goal is to kind of just cover the purple. Yeah. And then I could go back and do the in-betweens. And usually the in-betweens are, like, you know, mid-tones or, or, or the lights. Highlights. At the end. Yeah. So. Will you use that, that app? Um, <clears throat> I've used with the Ponies app? Yeah. 
That app is cool. So, so I, I do use that app. I usually use that app if there's a, a lesser quality photo. <clears throat> so let's say, you know, because sometimes I still got to find an image off of Google or somebody yeah, yeah. brings a picture and it's like, that's, that's just it. Like we, we, we can't bring the person into photograph. We right. just can't, maybe the person's not around. Um, and you got to make something happen. I found that that, that app uh, is really good for lower quality images. I mean, it works for everything. Yeah. But the way that I do it, so I do it on Photoshop, and what happens is <clears throat> there's different levels of, of it. So you could go uh, where it blocks out your darks even more. So it could either, either be like really low. Oh, right, right. It could be either really low, like the stencil app, or it's just showing you lines for the most part. But then you could bump it up a little bit. Now it's kind of showing you like, oh, that's all dark. This is that's showing all the. But you could take it too far. You could go to where it almost looks like a poster. Yeah. Like where it's just like it's just all going to be purple. You know. It's yeah, just yeah. All, it's blocked out too much. But there there is an in between. You know, and that's where I like to find that sweet spot where it's it's not just lines, but it's almost already telling me where the darks are going to go, which also speeds up the process when I'm tattooing. You almost don't even have to think. The only thing you got to, you know, I, I look at the reference and be like, okay, well, that's black. Okay, right, that's, right. And <laughs> that's that, not black. Yeah, <laughs> that's not black. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward, actually. But it's a lot of looking at the reference. And, and the thing about that, um, that stencil way, whether you use the app or, or the way that I do it in Photoshop, um, you know, you're going into it blind. You know, back when you make a, a hand stencil, you're learning. You're like, okay, that's the chin. Yeah. This, that's the hairs. Okay, that's that. That's the lip. That's the bottom lip. That's the shading on the lip. Maybe cross hatch a little bit. You learn so much that almost when you start tattooing, you almost don't even have to look at the reference. Kind of. You like to. Right. I, you just educated yourself on this. But going with, with that, the, the new way with the, the computerized stencil, you're going in blind. Yeah. <laughs> like 100% blind. I don't know what the fuck any of it is. Like, I'm like, and then, but I just reference you just got to figure you're like yeah. dissecting it it's almost like a puzzle you're like decoding it if you will right you know and you just got to look a lot you know i'll i still uh do it by hand like on the ipad a lot yeah and a lot of times i'm either like listening to a podcast or i'm on the phone when i'm drawing and then i'll come to work and like when i'm tattooing that spot I'll remember what I was doing when I was drawing that right. spot. You know what I mean? Wow. Does that ever happen to you? Um, or do I just have my like mental don't. health going yeah. on? Yeah. My senses don't take as long as yours. <laughs> like <laughs> laughing at a joke you heard three hours ago. Exactly, bro. <laughs> or like I was on the phone with some someone and they're like, you have to do this today. And I'll be like, Kyla! <laughs> like, I'll get to that part in the cheek in the portrait, and the phone call will go off my head. And I'm like, Kyla, I gotta fucking walk the dog, you know? <laughs> That's funny. That's why I'm yelling shit at her all day. Just shit come. It's just trauma from the morning. <laughs> Adrian said he watches porn as he does stencils, so hopefully he doesn't remember that. Also, <laughs> oh, he definitely does, bro. <laughs> like, why are you smiling over there, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Adrian, stand up. I can't, bro. <laughs> Seal the deal with Sanoderm. This is the shit right here. This is the only tattoo aftercare product I use on my clients. If they walk out the door without it, I don't feel safe. I don't know about you. If you care about your tattoos at all, you need to use this product. It's easy to apply. It's comfortable to wear. It's it, it can heal anything. This shit can heal anything. You've seen the videos. Use code CAMSUCKS for 15% off. We love it so much, we teamed up with them, we're giving you 15% off. Use code CAMSUCKS, go to standardarm.com. So, after your apprenticeship um, with this guy, you went right into a shop, was it his shop? <laughs> yeah, so I just did what he did. Um, you know, he, it was a nice little shop in his garage. And I just, I. You know, part of me, it's like, do I want to say it? Like, you know, I wasn't in a shop. It wasn't a super traditional type of apprenticeship, but it is It is what it is. Uh, so I, I ended up building a nice little studio in my garage yeah. at the time. And I was there for, you know, maybe a year and a half or so. And, uh, yeah, 
A lot of big startup companies started in the garage. Yeah. So I think you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was that. Yeah. And then moved into shops after that. So yeah. So I um I I hit it hard, man. Like I um I was. I I. I I guess I'll say I was doing pretty pretty good work like right out the gate. Yeah, you know, and you know I started getting magazine features all around the world within like the first year of tattooing, yeah. like getting some notoriety, and it was it was awesome. Um, How old were you when this was happening? I was well, I was twenty three when I first started tattooing, so I was probably like twenty four. Right. Um. So, but then I remember one of one big moment was I ran into a friend of mine. Uh, Mike DeMossi, have you ever heard of Mike DeMossi? Yeah, yeah, he's really good. At the time, he, I mean, I haven't seen as too much of his work lately. I don't even know if he's really tattooing that much, but really good tattooer, realism, kind of artsy, painterly realism. So you met him at this time? So I met him at a convention, and I showed him some some more. I brought a couple people there, a couple clients, and showed him some of my work, and we just hit it off, like a lot. We we became really good friends, and talked me into moving to the desert about an hour and a half it's how do you do that dude in victorville my it's like bro sand sick yeah, <laughs> like, dude, he, he talked me into it and it was just it was an opportunity to like work with him and his crew at the time right it was really good that's where nico got his start too okay. mike damasi taught nico gotcha um so was yeah, that the same desert sick. yeah yeah it's somewhere b- between L.A. and uh, Vegas, a place called Victorville, uh, Art Junkies. So it was a really good, big-name big shop at the time. And Were you coming from the garage? It came from the garage. And it was like, hey, come to, you know, essentially work with this, like, awesome team in the desert? Yeah. And, you're, yeah. and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, so I went out there. So the plan was to work out there for a year and a half. That's how they got me out there. It was okay. like, hey, we're going we're gonna, to do a year and a half and we we're going to move back I, I was going to move back and we were going to s- open like a second shop okay. w- with them uh <clears throat> so year and a half that it was really great and everything oh and another reason too was to build uh stencil stuff so this because, was being talked about at the time yeah because mario rose now he is mike demasi's partner with art junkies gotcha. and at that time he started dabbling with uh with stencil stuff and like trying to, to, to make that and formulate it and whatnot. Uh, <clears throat> because then I got in with stencil stuff, but but so the goal was to be out there for a year and a half, open another shop back where, where I live in San Fernando Valley. But but when it got close, they were like, Oh, we're, we're not ready, you know. So I was like, Okay, I, I'm not gonna stay out here. Like, so <laughs> was so, it bad out there? Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not great, it was just boring. It's boring. There's not a lot going on. You know what, though? When I look back on it, it was kind of like a peaceful part of my life. It was like, yeah. it was kind of cool going somewhere where it's new. Um, yeah, it was just kind of new. It was, it was quiet. You were young, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. So, but then uh, they couldn't open a second shop. So then that's when I went back to the Valley and I opened MD Tattoo Studio in Northridge. And how old are you at that point? Uh, so I opened that shop in 2008, so I don't know how old I was, whatever that is. Right. So, I mean, still younger though. 23, yeah, maybe 25, 26. Right. Yeah. How was that? Uh, Opening your own shop. It was cool. Younger. Was it stressful? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. You just came from the peaceful desert. (laughs) Yeah. But it was exciting to, to, to open up a shop and um, put together a little bit of uh, crew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having a shop is a complete pain in the ass. Yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think you would know that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, yeah. I don't know you're looking. No. It's a lot of work. I don't think people realize, you know, or at least people that haven't opened a shop or their goal is to open a shop. And it's cool. It's a respectable goal. It's just... It's just a lot of work. Right. You know. Especially compared to, like, just tattooing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel like when I was just tattooing, 80% of 
work was amazing. And then you open a shop and it's like maybe more like 60%. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like your work? Like I, no, I just like enjoyed everything I was oh, doing. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> like my happiness. <laughs> you know, you got to surround yourself with with good people. You know, don't don't let anybody just in the door to yeah. work with you. So that's that's one thing. But it's a lot. You know, what happens is like, um, you know, you kind of put yourself back a, a little bit because it's like, OK, well, now I got to worry about him. I got to worry yeah. about him and I got to promote him. I got to try and get him an appointment. I got to do it. So it's cool, though. <laughs> so many words were said with that it's cool though yeah, yeah, yeah. and then but the, but then you know the thing that that really sucks is you know it's like i kind of you know i give my heart and soul to anything or anybody that is there you know i try and help people and these people just you know they they take advantage a little bit and learn everything and then psh, gone yeah you know um but that's okay too. Have a little bit of maybe a little bit of respect after you leave, and to not be like, ah, yeah, I'm better yeah. than him, right? It's like, dude, I was trying to get you good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Oh man, I remember this one guy. Well, I don't. I probably shouldn't say names, but where it's like, you just call him Cam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I, we went and did a convention, and he ended up beating me on. To get an award at a convention, yeah. and I even drove him to the show. I even drove him home. Like, was this someone that you would talk tattoo? Yeah, it was just this guy sucked when he came to my shop. Like, I remember he did like one cool little black and gray Freddy Krueger at the time. I was like, okay, this guy's got some potential. Right, like, it's I, there. I, could, I could make this guy good, and I made him really good. And then he beat me at a at a convention. Like one day, like my tattoo just, I probably wasn't even going to enter it anyway. Yeah, but regardless, the guy beat me. Okay, which. That was kind of the end of the time where I was like, you know, I don't even care about these award things and entering shit. This is getting kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, but the whole car ride home, he was just like, I beat Mike. And then, <laughs> and then he was even saying, dude, I'm. Like, he was just saying this out loud to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're driving. I beat like, Mike. I'm I so am Mike. good, bro. I fucking <laughs> beat Mike, bro. Motherfucker oh, oh, well, had it coming, dude, finally. My wife was in the car. <laughs> oh. Like, I can drive home. I was like, okay, this is weird. But then he's like, man, I'm next. I'm gonna beat Nico. I'm gonna beat this guy. I'm gonna beat this. I'm like, dude, like, just chill. Yeah, like it's okay. Like, cool. Congrats. Right. Like, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> buddy, you did it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe on. I get to drive yeah. home with the best tattoo <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Put the trophy in the bag and a seatbelt over it. Yeah. <laughs> we should hold it out the window. <laughs> a lot of people ask about my setup and the ink I use. All I use is Allegory ink. We have the white, the black, and the ultra black. This is my total setup right here. Get yours at allegoryinc.com. We got a discount code for you, unemployable for 20% off all their ink. Again, allegoryinc.com. <laughs> so you open your own shop for a small time. You had the number one tattoo artist in the entire world working with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were involved in stencil stuff at this time, right? Yeah, so when I moved to Victorville, so so Mike Tomasi and Mario were partners uh, with uh, the tattoo shop Art Junkies. And at that time, uh, Mario was dabbling with bottling, you know, what, what now is stencil stuff. Right, a solution. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, so we worked on it together. He, he, and he's like, you want to be my partner and, you know, blow this up and do this? And, and I was like, yeah. So... So then, yeah, we teamed up and we, you know, finalized the solution, got the bottle, the label, and just went after it. Right. Yeah, so we were partners for about 10 years, and then we kind of restructured things, and and, that, and then I wanted to start wipeouts and go down that road. But stencils, you know, stencil stuff was cool. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, you know, promote, and, you know, anytime you come out with something, you got to promote it and do all that. What did the promoting look like? Like hitting conventions? Conventions. Yeah. A lot of conventions, giving out free bottles, talking, you know, getting on forms. Back then, there was a lot of forms. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, just, uh, just talking about it and just hitting it hard. But a lot of conventions. Yeah, bring product, give it away. A lot of giving away product, getting people used to it, <clears throat> you know. 
I feel like that seems, really is the way. Yeah, because I feel like I still see companies doing that. Like, yeah. when, when he says that, I think of, like, allegory going around the conventions. Like, try our black. Here. We're here. Because what it does is it's like, you be the judge. Yeah. You know, but I'm the not product trying to sell you on nothing. Yeah. I'm just presenting an opportunity. And if you like it, you know mm-hmm. you know where to get it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I, I like that kind of marketing. Bro, I, maybe I'm going to sound like a dick saying this, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've had companies reach out and they're like, you should try my product. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I get, you want to send me some? And then they're like, well, I can get you 50% off. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't don't want your product. And then I'm going to pay for it? I don't even know if it's good. Because that's happened. And then I get products and I'm like, this is trash, bro. You know, like, like, just give me the opportunity. If you believe in your product enough, give me the opportunity. Let me try it. Yeah. You know, and then if it's good, I will like it and I will buy it. You don't have to worry about it. You just got a client for life. All you have to do yeah. is sacrifice yeah. one order. So you you have it. It's bottled. You have a final solution. You're at your new shop. Are you using it, selling it, promoting it at the new shop? Yeah. Yeah. And was it like kind of like an instant hit or no? No. I was, uh, it, was, it was funny. I was actually thinking about this last night. Like, uh, you know. Being the first guy through the door gets shot. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I actually learned how to tattoo on a pneumatic machine. Do you know what a pneuma is? Little no. never heard of a pneuma? I feel like no. I have, but I don't I don't know. So it was an air powered tattoo machine. That's what I was taught on. <laughs> and people were like, Oh, Mike's tattoos are so smooth because air-powered machine or this or that and kind of like talking shit on that kind of okay yeah you know because i'm using this little air like machine. oh well if i use a fucking air bending yeah. machine I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then but then i i ended up tattooing with a coil just to show i was like yeah, right look, i'll do it with that too so they didn't stop talking though did they no. Yeah. <laughs> no or or you know the whole thing with no lines yeah you know so got got a little bit of that but but then stencil stuff. I remember there were people like talking shit on it. Like I'd literally trying to be defendant or defending it on, on the forums. On the forums, like oh, I, I, I could make that myself cheaper. I was like, then do then it. Do it. <laughs> then make First it. First of all, I was like, you can't. Right. <laughs> like, how much is your time worth? Right. You know. But the, there were people, and maybe still to this day, I don't know. Maybe not as much, like back in the day. But they're like, yeah, you get, you get a blender. And you go buy speed stick, and right. you go do this. A and little you, aloe vera okay. gel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's a speed stick. Okay, that's a dollar. That's a dollar. Okay, your gas to go to the store. you got to get the blender. you right. got to do this. you got to concoct it. you got to put it in the, the time. There's, there's no yeah. way, you know. And we even did the math, and it's you, you can't make it for cheaper. But <laughs> It's like, bro, just buy your $20 bottle. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but it's got a lot, about, a lot of that. I'd be on the forums, like, going back and forth with people. But, uh they're arguing. They're like, oh, first off, I'll ride my bike there. So there's no <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's I like, you won't all. ride your bike nowhere, bro. Crazy. But that was one of the things with stencil stuff that we worked really hard was was to, to not have the deodorant. You know, there's elements in deodorant that they say are bad for you. I don't remember exactly what that ingredient is. It's like metals is. and shit, I think. Yeah, I, yeah something like, like that. Like an antiperspirant. Stuff, yeah, there's like yeah, s- yeah there's metals. something in there that's that's not great. So is that what you were using before the stencil stuff with speed stick? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much every stencil. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> was that like pretty, uh, like industry standard at yeah. that point? Back yeah. then, it worked. Stick, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still using for like my fake skins nowadays. Yeah. Do you use speed stick for the fake skins? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, the yeah. stencil stuff. It doesn't like. Yeah, soak up the stencil stuff, so like just like a layer of the speed and it stick. Smells good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so does like stencil <laughs> stuff now. Oh, Don't yeah. worry, yeah. your tattoo ain't gonna sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's there's there was other ways. I I think there's people you know using green soap, but that's just yeah. Kind of just oh yeah. Oh, it's gone. Or Scott still does tall. that, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, it's like gone in up. three wipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that. But then also, it's just like a puddle. Yeah, yeah. So like water on that off, and you're just like. But uh, purple, nothing. just purple shit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. I think stencil stuff was definitely like one of those game changing products. But but it did take time. It took many many years to get it to, 
you know, where a lot of people were using it, you know. But, this uh, is crazy to me because, like, me coming into the industry just a couple years ago, like, stencil stuff was, like, the stencil thing. There's, like, yeah, like no... everyone had it. Yeah, like, to me, like, that was, like, just what stencils were stencil stuff. Like, there yeah. was no other solution. There was no other ways. Like, I'd heard about, like, the deodorant, that all, green soap. But, like, from what I knew, it was, like, stencil stuff is yeah. how you get your design on a person. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy for me to see, like, what it is. Because I know, like, you may have, you both may have, like, a complete different perspective of it. But, like, me coming into the industry, I was, like, stencil stuff is, like, the product for this. Like, there's, oh, it's it's like, the standard. Like, there's there's a million different inks you can use, a million different cartridges. But if, like, you needed to put a stencil on the skin, you were using stencil stuff. And, like, that's what I kind of saw coming into the industry. So it's kind of crazy to hear, like it's like starting out from you which is yeah. really cool and, and what's funny the the name came off so uh at art junkies when when we were making it people were you know some of the artists were like hey, hey do you have any of that stencil stuff yeah <laughs> and that's how the name i love it. yeah that's <laughs> yeah, cool yeah. No, hey, yeah. any of that stencil stuff so that's how the name came about but it then probably that or stencil shit then then we made we made some other stuff too that was really cool like uh spray stuff i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. spray stuff that yeah. keeps your, your marker markers drawings and stuff on yeah. um and then prep stuff so like prep the skin or if you need to take your take your stencil off yeah, like sensor did. remover and stuff. That. we started dabbling some other stuff too like uh we were making like these little travel armrests that were cool uh, you were having fun with that, create like creating new products. I yeah, I love doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, thinking of ideas and although thinking of an idea, that's the easy part. Yeah, if we could think of an idea right now, that's probably pretty incredible in like yeah. two seconds. But it's everything after that that's a fucking bitch. Yeah. yeah. So how long into like you guys pushing the products and going into the conventions and stuff? How long was that until it started to, like finally click with people? Uh, it, years. Yeah, you know it. It takes time. It, it the biggest thing that takes the most time is changing an artist's way. Yeah, because we're all very stuck. Artists. We're all very stuck in our ways. We find yeah. a product we like stubborn and we stick too. to you it. You guys are real yeah. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in your ways and stubborn. Yeah, Point. I remember. I think it was like almost like a ten uh, ten years. We were like, okay, we're just doing pretty good. And then with so starting to tattoo. Having experience doing a product, obviously that inspired other products. Just one day I got the idea for wipeouts, you know. Paper towels suck. And I was like, there's got to be something something better, better way. And Was that like a lightning moment? I was going to ask, that like, was like something what struck time? with that? Was that like a client like, yo, I'm quit wiping me with this fucking thing, dude. Like, fucking hate now. It's <laughs> fucking sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I can't remember the exact moment. But it was just one of those. It was just an idea where it was like, there's got to be a better way. You know, like I, I was telling you the other day where it was just like, it's just, if you if you were to fall down and you go to urgent care or you go to a doctor and, and he's cleaning up your, your gash, you know, he fell down skateboarding or whatever it is, going through surgery, and he's going to, like, screams at his nurse like, Sarah, Go get me some paper towels at you know CVS or something. Like that. I was like, that that just can't be right. They don't do that, <laughs> right? You know, they don't hit you with the quicker picker upper. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, they do not. Uh, so that's that's probably where it really spawned from. And uh, but then I I spent a long time, probably like two years, easily two years, maybe more, on researching and sampling so many different materials right i mean the the gsm like the thickness of it like what do we need you know so they're literally designed for tattoo artists you know and that's just a lot of like ordering and then waiting and then using and then ordering and waiting and waiting and waiting yeah or like these are too thin these are too smooth these are tearing these have lint so so yeah wipeouts now they there's no lint you know, they're mm-hmm. made out of, you know, biodegradable fibers. Um, they're, like, cross-weaved. So, like, I, we used to do a strength test. Like, literally go like that and try and pull it apart. You can't pull it apart. Like, at conventions. Right. Like, yeah, they don't, apart, like, you, rip. You're the winner. Yeah, you get afraid. We got muscle guys <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying to, you know, because if you just do a little bit of, of 
roll and like try and pull apart, you you almost you almost can't. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple times where I think if you like kind of like use your hand and like create a tear, like, like pry it. Leverage, if you yeah. Leverage this, and you could almost tear it. But they're just really strong. Uh, but they're super soft. Yeah, if you need like leverage to rip a paper towel, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing too. Like people think, oh, those just packaged, uh, packaged paper towels. They're they're not. They're not packaged. No. I know another company tried to do that once, and you know, but they're just they're they're not. Yeah. Um, they're just and they're soft. Like I don't hear a peep out of my clients anymore. Which I also think is good because it's like, hey, the more time in the chair, the more money you're making. Yeah. You know, so, and, and better experience, faster you're going to get them back in your chair. And it looks pretty professional. Yeah. I've noticed when I have a client, because you sent us a bunch, and that was awesome. Thank you, by the way. Uh, when I'm doing a setup and the client watches me unseal Paper you know, my wipes yeah. Yeah. and place it on a sterile setup, it looks good. Well, and that's, it does. that's was part of it at the beginning too. It's like you're breaking up in your needles, you're breaking up in this. Right. You, know, and you should be doing the same thing with your towels. You know, and and that's something that's literally touching the person. I don't know, almost more than anything else on your setup. Ten times to one thousand times yeah. through a long day, you're like doing this, yeah. and doing this, and yeah, like, on the wound, on the wound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, and everyone wants to, like, talk shit about, like, all these fucking sanitation bullshit, whatever. And it's like, yo, I know you got the apprentice ripping paper towels in yeah. the back with his dirty no ass gloves. Cheeto hands, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I've literally, I remember back in the day, I, I'd use Vivas. And I would open up the package. I see dirt yeah. on the bottom of it. I'm looking, I'm like, you know, brushing it off a little bit. But it looks like, I think, it, I don't know if it's dirt or it's something's going on. It's brown. It's kind of, there's something going on in there. Um, you know, I'm sure they're clean, but they're not sterilized. Right. That's for yeah. sure. And they're, you know, and there's other benefits too. Like they don't clog your needles. There's, mm-hmm, which I found. Know. Yeah. Dude, I remember back when I used to use paper towels, like, especially by the end of the day, <clears throat> when you're on white highlights and, you, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what, that's not, that's not working. And then, and then you look and there's like this big old clog in there yeah like opens up yeah. your needles yeah it opens like, up your i guess needles. it's a shader now so you know then you got to take you know it's got to try and like, you got to stop you got to dig that out or you just get out a new cartridge or right. change up well at that time like you'd probably be changing out your needle you got to stop doing this. right you know it's just yeah they're just they're just good i mean the price point's good yeah. yeah i was looking at that and i was like oh this is a good price point because like, I'll look at a product like that, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably expensive, you know? And then I remember when you sent them, and I went on to, like, look at it. I was like, oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Which I think kind of goes back to what you were saying about, like, people arguing, like, oh, I could get it cheaper, I could do it cheaper. It's like, no. Normal paper like, towels are expensive, dude. Oh, not only that. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you have a big company and you're – I mean, I'm preaching to the choir over here, but maybe you could agree – and you have the ability to um, buy like a shit ton, you're just going to get better price points than the individual, right? Yeah. <clears throat> How many uh, iterations or runs did you get of the paper towels before you were like, all right, got the formula down, these feel correct, like these feel right? Like how long was it into that process did that take? It took a long time. Like I said, it, it took like two or three years of going back and forth with trial and error of just, just sampling everything. There's so many different types. There's like the bamboo. There's this. There's mm-hmm. there's so many different types of material. It it took a long time, hmm. but and I got it. And then when <laughs> you st- when you started, because like now, like we know now we have <laughs> that like many iterations. <laughs> yeah, bro. What were we playing Scrabble last night? Bro, are you doing words with friends on the way here? I'm trying. I'm trying. Um. Like, now I see, like, the product line. You guys have a lot. It's not just paper towels. Like, you guys have the, the larger ones. You have the black ones. You have the wet ones. Uh, how long was it until you started, like, branch off with the paper towels, you know? Or not well, paper towels. Well, the one thing, I try not to call them paper, paper towels. That's what I was, yeah. Because they're not paper. They're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're... The tattoo, t- tattoo <laughs> towels. Tell them. Stop embarrassing me, <laughs> Um... You didn't actually, hear them say bamboo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're actually made out of viscose. 
Care to explain? Don't know that word, huh? <laughs> well, how many iterations is that? Mike's like, I got another one for you. Yeah. So, 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 so I call them tattoo towels. You know, yeah. they're they're definitely not paper, and that's mm-hmm. and that's why they're they feel awesome. better. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Oh, so yeah, so so then we started making different sizes. So when we first came out, the first size was like I don't know, it was like six, six. six? No, it was like six by eight inches. You know, because I tattoo with like half sheet paper yeah. towel. So I I figured that I even took the fold down into consideration. Like, okay, you fold it that way. Okay, that feels like a half paper. You know, um, but so that's what I launched. I came out with black and then white, and and then I quickly realized that people wanted a bigger size. So I'm like, okay. So now we have uh, XL. Mm-hmm. So that's the same size as a, a regular paper towel, but the, the better material. And uh, so, oh, and we have a new one coming out. Uh, maybe in a couple of months it should be out, which would be the XL, the big ones, but in black. Oh, okay. cool. The black is, I know you said you didn't really love Yeah, the black. I had a question. I was just like wondering, like, uh, was like, yeah, like what would the need for the black was? So the black is actually our, our best seller. <clears throat> People love the black. So I know some some artists will use it for color, but I think the jam really is uh, black and gray. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it would have been flipped. Well, y- what one cool thing is like on the black, if you're testing your colors, you know how like sometimes you'll you'll put the color on the yeah, towel yeah. and you kind of see. Like, on black, you could actually see the color pretty good. It's yeah. kind of cool. Right. You know? Um, <clears throat> but the black, I, th- I think it works best for black and gray artists. It's, you know, some people like the fact that you can't see the dirt. You can't see the blood. You can't see. It just looks the same way the entire time. And they last forever. Yeah. Like You can use one time. towel for a couple hours. Long yeah. time. All yeah. day. Yeah. I've t- you know, here's a, this is a true story. So, Bob Tyrell... When I first launched this, I gave some to Bob Tyrell to try. It was at a convention, and dude, I I had, I had to go see him. He works late, like yeah. so. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning. I went down to like go capture a video or see what he thinks. And he was tattooed. He was almost done with this whole side of a head, and uh, I was like, "How many towels have you used?" And he's like, "Uh, one, <laughs> so far, right? One, and the side of the head went. I don't know if you." tattoo a lot of heads but when you're tattooing with paper towel it just it'll shred especially if you go the wrong way with the hair but it's a complete nightmare dude he he said uh i think he said he started to see signs of wear and tear six hours in it was six hours i have it on video too i was like (laughs) it was a shitty video but he's like yeah man yeah started to see signs he's like i would have used one all day but i accidentally threw one away (laughs) so he ended up using two and I don't, I don't really, you know, flash forward to today, I don't really push people to be like, dude, just use one. Or, you know, just kind of do you and, you know. But, but that be, with that being said, you could literally, and this is where you could save money too, is like you don't need to, could, don't put that whole pack out in your contaminated area because that pack could last a lot longer. Like maybe just pull out half a pack Mm-hmm. Maybe take that other pack and put it in your drawer for later, or if you just need one for maybe a wipe down over here, or, you know. Well, what I've been doing is I pull them out, and then I cut them all. You do cut them? Yeah. Because, um, like, the folded thing, I only need half of that. So, like, whatever's in the pack, I essentially make double. Yeah. You know? And I don't definitely don't use the whole pack yeah. at all. Um I did like that about the black, is it looks clean. Yeah. And, you know, compared to the white with the blotches all, all over Tattoo it. Tattoo artists will buy anything black, though. Yeah, it's yeah really, it looks cool. Black dental bibs, black barrier yeah. film, black yeah. Sensi wrap. It's like a whole black setup is cool. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong. But I like them. And then I'm always thinking, like, how, how can I travel? How do I travel? Yeah. And, like, just to, you know, if I'm doing a convention, most of the time it's only three tattoos. I really I need one maybe two packs of the wipeouts and yeah. uh, cool my paper towels are fucking set yeah and that's always yeah. a thing at a convention right yeah it takes up a lot of fucking room and it, whatever yeah anything that's like compartmentalized or, or smaller i'm like yes yeah this it adds to the my travel. first experience with them was at philly when we were grabbing our badges they were giving out the smallest people and i was like 
I had never seen him at the time. It was my first convention. I was still an apprentice at the time. So I was like, whoa, these are cool. And then I remember, like, taking some home and, like, realizing, like, whoa, these are perfect to travel with. Like, perfect. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, using them for the first time at the convention, I was like, oh, That's what I thought good. they were for at first. I was like, oh, these are travel wipes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally, you know, they just come like that anyway. Yeah, just because yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. And know? then, like, I remember the first time I had had them used on me. I was like, whoa. Have you had them, like, used on you while you've been tattooed yet? No. Yeah. So I've I'm, had, like, the... No, just either regular sandpaper paper towels or uh, the blue ones. Yeah. yeah. The shop towels. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I brought a couple of the, the ones back from Philly, and Oscar was tattooing me. We were like seven hours through the session. I just couldn't take his wipes anymore. And I had, and I remember I'd had some. I was like, yo, please just use these. Just try these for me. And I was chilling for the rest of the session. Like I was seven hours in of getting like raw wiped by Bounty, and it sucked. And then he switched to these, and it was, like, a whole new world. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even feel the wipe compared to, like, the other paper towel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at that moment, I was like, these are the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, when you use a product on yourself and you see for yourself that it works, you're like, wow, like, I'm genuinely more interested in this now. Like, yeah, I you want it. I mean. Yeah, yeah I was this like, is nice. Yeah, and then even then, like, what I've been doing recently is sometimes, like, I'll just kind of, like, pick them up throughout the end of the session, like, I might start off with, like, a normal paper towel, like, remember I have them, and then, like, midway through the session, the client's like, wow, I really can't feel the wipe anymore. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Unemployable Podcast. We have the Unemployable t-shirt. It's okay. Also, we have a variety of other clothing on the modelcitizenapparel.com. You can even use discount code Cam sucks for 10% off. Why are you guys standing behind me? <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on Unemployable Podcast. Mike, thanks again for joining us, man. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Mike's stuff, please do. For the tattooers, check out Wipeouts. They're awesome. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.